Yes, there absolutely, absolutely is a secret to ensure that you are successful. And that is successful both in careers, in business, in relationships, in life in general. So after the theme song, we're going to talk more about how to make it impossible to not be successful. Stay tuned. So the big question is this, how do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible. That is the question and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears and welcome to Ambition, Honey and Hustle. My oldest daughter, Naomi, she is a bubbly, energetic, fun-loving girl, 10-year-old girl. And she she's she's also on the autism spectrum. And with that, it is often hard for her to resist certain sensory activities like layering on a bunch of jackets and clothes or um, resisting the urge to play in water or sand or with things that are squishy and all this good stuff. And so for her, as with for my other two daughters, independence is very important for us. And we, we, we want our girls to be as independent as possible. And of course, we pay extra special attention with Naomi uh, because she's on the autism spectrum. And there are some things that are different, um, whether it's communication, social skills, that type of thing. So it's very important that we help push her towards her independent path. And so when we think about independence as a measure of success for her, we're so careful and always closely looking at how do we ensure that she is successful with a task at hand? And ultimately for us, independence is one of those areas. But with anything that she needs to do, how do we ensure that she's successful? And I'll tell you, um, here recently, maybe in the past few weeks, few months, Naomi is in love with extra large shirts. So putting on my husband's shirts is just an extreme joy to her. I don't know if it's the weight of the shirt and um, just feeling it sort of cover her body, that, that sensory need, but she absolutely loves it. And so when we talk about independence, every morning to be able to see the girls independently get themselves washed and dressed is a key milestone. So here lately, we, knowing that Naomi loves these big shirts, we've given her access to them. So she's got her regular size clothes, she's got the big shirts, and we, we sort of keep them all in these, in these buckets so that they can pull out their bottoms, their shirts, um, dresses, things like that. And so what we found ourselves doing, though, is she would get up, she'd get her shower done. Yeah, they they need to be a little bit of assistance, but for the most part, she'd get it done and she'd be on her way to get dressed. And you may see her in the hallway and the way she is dressed is not the way that she can go to school or continue the day because she probably just has one of those big t-shirts on or she's got a big t-shirt on and at least three or four jackets and maybe a pair of pants that are okay. And so 
I kind of sat back and thought, you know, after going through this a few different times where she would go to get dressed, she would come back and I would continuously say, take that off. You can't wear that. No, go get something else. Go do something. And you can't wear that. It became, how do we ensure that we don't have to have this conversation ever again? How can I ensure that when she walks out of the room, that she is dressed the way she needs to be, like that she is successful with this task. And as I watched and got a chance to peek around some corners and I would see, because her big shirts were mixed in with the smaller shirts, but she would always go with the big shirts. So at that point in time, it became, okay, well, how about if we remove the big shirts from the equation? We'll remove the big shirts, we'll keep them in our room, so that'll only be for special occasion. And then the only thing that she can get access to is the shirts that are her size. So the next day comes, and sure enough, after she's got her shower, got dressed, she goes in to get her clothes, and we don't have to utter another word to her about, take that off. That's not the right thing. Go back, get something else. We have found a way to make it impossible for her to not succeed when it comes to getting her clothes on. Now, take another example for you. There was a point in time when putting on her shoes, well, there was a point in time when putting on her shoes just didn't exist at all. Like she, she just, she couldn't do it. Um, and I say that to you to, for you to recognize, I'm not talking about an age where it's normal for children to not be able to do that, but I'm talking about advanced stages, older, you know, slightly older children at a point where a neurotypical child should be able to do it. And so as she finally got to the point where she could at least slide her feet in shoes, that was a win. Like, okay, well, she can do that. That's fine. That's a step forward. That's a step towards the path of independence. And the more I watched, you know, as she would try to put these shoes on and sort of struggle to put the shoes on, I noticed what was happening. It wasn't that she didn't want to try to get the rest of her foot in the shoe. It just was difficult for her to try to maneuver with her fingers. And so eventually as time went on, when we went to go get a new set of shoes, that was in my head. It was very much in my head. Like I can remember she struggles with trying to get the backs on. We need something that's that's stretchy, something that has give back there, something that would help her easily put it on. Sure enough, we pick out a style of shoe that's got a little bit of, of give in the back um, that she could easily put on. And the next time she goes to put on her shoes, she's able to put them on and put them on correctly. Now they weren't necessarily on the right foot, but that's a different, that's a completely different story. The thing is we enabled her to get to success in terms of getting the shoe fully on. And again, the same thing happened in this equation where it was paying close attention to what the barrier to success was. What was the learning? What was happening? What needed to be adjusted in order to get her to the point of success? This very same thing is true for us, whether it's in careers or in business. The more you learn and get intentional about learning and know that everything that you are doing is learning. It's not perfection. It's not solid. It's an opportunity to learn to measure, to analyze what's going on, and then to make 
adjustments to you get to the point of success. Same thing that happened with Naomi, same thing that's true for us. So when we talk about that secret to making it impossible to not be successful, it really is about learning, testing, trying something new, adjusting it. Now, what that doesn't include is just walking away and giving up. So if you decide, hey, first time out the gate, well, I tried this and it didn't work. So, so much for my success. You're right. So much for your success. But if you go in and you say this didn't work, why didn't this work? Oh, this was off. Or I tried this new thing and maybe that didn't work. Or somebody didn't like this that I said or or whatever it is. When you tweak it and go back, right, that persistency and going back and trying again, but trying with something new, not repeating the same thing, that whole insanity definition, that's where you can learn and grow and ensure you get successful because you're constantly taking in new information and you're constantly adjusting. There is um, a, a book, The Lean Startup, that I, I absolutely love and swear by. It's The Lean Startup by Eric Ries, um, and he talks a lot about this concept, and he talks about this concept in relation to um, startups and startups that are trying to figure out, do they have the right product? Do they have the right audience? That whole product market fit concept, and it's called this build, measure, learn loop. Well, this build, measure, learn loop Again, it's applicable not only to getting your business off the ground and figure out what, what figuring out what works there, but also to your careers and your everyday lives and your relationships. If it appears that something's not working, pinpoint some levers that seem to be going wrong. How do you adjust those so that you can move it forward? So that's what I want to leave to you today. Leave with you today. It's your your secret to making it impossible to not fail is to learn is to measure your learnings, analyze them a little bit, make some adjustments and try again. All right, you got this. It can be impossible for you as well to not be successful, to be successful. Wow, don't take that. It can be very, it can be impossible for you all to not be successful as well. Um, Taking that same guiding step, right? Build, measure and learn. All right, you all have a great day. Have a great evening. And I will talk to you again uh, very soon. If we're not already, let's get connected. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can follow me at Candace Spears. If you follow me, drop me a DM and let me know that you're listening on the podcast. I've got some really awesome goodies for you. And right now I've got the From Boredom to Career Fulfillment in Three Months video guide. So that might be of interest to you. Either way, I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon.